this car makes me want to weep and then die. <laughs> I feel like I've been incarcerated in a blueberry. You ready, Bean? Yes. Can you turn the microphone just a little bit closer to you? Or you can bend it. I did. You didn't. It didn't move at all. There we go. That's better. <laughs> I feel like I'm being swaddled in a cocoon of cloud candy. Yeah, that's immediately better. Well, that uh, was me whispering. Well, good. Fine. Don't do that. <laughs> People don't like explosives. That's what the pop filter is for. And that's you have a little. Bean, quit it with the explosives. <laughs> How many times do I have to tell you to quit it with the explosives? You quit it with your explosives. Bean, I went to the bathroom. You can't. You can't judge me off of that. That's not. A, you can't judge people on their poops. Oh, I can. And, and I will. Shall. <laughs> and I, you say I'll shit. I anyway. shall. Hell, <laughs> uh, <hello>, welcome. <laughs> welcome everybody to. Are we ready? Yeah, we're, I'm, I'm ready. <laughs> Welcome everybody to the newest episode of Survivor Series. Skirt Skirt Survivor <laughs> Series. Uh, this is, of course, uh, the only podcast where a soon-to-be married couple discuss the episodes in, in of Survivor. And this season, we're talking, of course, season forty-five. It's the series going on right now. We're talking episode three, No Man Left Behind. Uh, I'm of course Ryan Knightsey. I didn't say names, but I'm of course Ryan Knightsey. With me, as always, is the beautiful, the lovely Jesse Dubiaski. Jesse, how are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm in my little cocoon. You are swaddled in. You are swaddled in a white blanket. blanket. A white fuzzy blanket right now. You you are you look like you're Gandhi, but but discussing Survivor. I feel like I've been swaddled in a cocoon of cloud candy. Great, (laughs) all I want to say. What is that? Is that Psych? Yeah, it's Tim Curry's episode of Psych. When he's like, I feel like I've been incarcerated in a blueberry. This car makes me want to weep and then die. I only know what that show that's from because you quote it once a month, maybe. Not, not just, not just the it, show, so. not just the show, but like specifically that quote. It is, I think, one of the greatest quotes from Psych that there ever did was. That there ever did was. Well, let's see if I can find any good quotes from this episode of Survivor. Um, I should say up top that if you have any questions or thoughts on this episode, um, or just you know co- topics of conversation you want to talk about or you want to be a part of. You can email that in to Series at gmail.com. Or your favorite psych episode. Favorite or your favorite psych, psych episode. Yes, if you've ever seen psych, what's your favorite psych episode? Um, Jesse has seen every single one 10 plus times, maybe? We're not going to talk about it. <laughs> it's okay to have a good favorite show. That's your I'm comfort show. I'm currently watching season three and okay. two. Well, I finished. I watched season two. <laughs> season three and two and one and four and nine. Yeah. Well, you know, sometimes you just need psych you know you just need sean and gus sure yeah sometimes you just need those people for me i just watch wrestling so i'm not gonna judge anyone on their taste um we of course like we said we're talking about episode three no man left behind what did you think about this week's episode of survivor beanie um you've you've tipped in the past you've come saying yeah it's fine it's not you, you don't seem too jazzed about the season so far not... was this did this episode turn it around for you no, that's no, a no, folks. It's feel, I don't know. So far, it kind of we're getting the same 
sort of story that we've gotten last season. Yeah. We have the one tribe that is, and I, and maybe that's why this upcoming episode they're reorganizing mm-hmm. so as not to have the same season as last where like one tribe just kept losing and then they were decimated and then they were no more. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. That's kind of what it feels like right now. It's kind of just, we've seen this before. And, yeah. And, you know, I think... Uh, it's become a trend, I feel like, in the past several seasons where, like, there's always one tribe that just, like, actively sucks more than everybody else. Yeah, but last season it was, like, blatantly obvious that, like, it was one tribe that was always losing. Yeah. Um, well, except uh, Tika always lost, but I, I don't remember what it was, but there was one other tribe that lost a person before Tika started losing to it. Yeah. Want, I would say it was Green or something. Whatever Green was. Ratu? I Ratu? I don't know. Maybe. No, I think Ratu was the orange team. Yeah, Ratu was an orange team. Um, I don't remember, but it, there, was some, there was some other team that lost a person, then Tika like, lost everybody. But here, it's like, this is just utter de- decimation of a tribe, of a singular tribe. Yeah. And it's been uh, real bad for uh, Lulu. Uh, uh, there are some points where they turn things around here, but all we've really gotten out for everyone is Lulu here. I gotta say, first impression of the season, I was like, all right, this is gonna be explosive. There's mm-hmm. gonna be drama. Mm-hmm. And I gotta say, honestly, There's so far, one of the most disappointing points in this story is Emily's turnaround disappointing why yeah, is it disappointing because it's what she needed to do was to be in the game yeah but it's less entertaining sure sure like i was ready i think for... it's satisfying but not entertaining per it's se good for, for reality her. it's TV. good for her game yeah but it's not good for my entertainment it's not good reality television right but also um, it's like but also it's like if she continued that down that pathway they would have voted her out and then she's not around you know yeah but like i don't know good it reality felt, tv it was short-lived be... Good reality TV to fix that is to put Bruce and Emily on the same team. That's yeah. <laughs> do you like think they're gonna do that? Yeah, we'll we'll talk about it. We'll we'll talk about it. Um, yeah, I think uh, yeah. So I'm just I'm I'm here. Yeah, I think once I kind of agree with you is that like it's been fine because we have a retreading of a, a crappy team and all this stuff. I think once we get to the merge, or once we get to this reshuffling, or even a merge. I think things will turn around a little bit. Um, and I think it the problem with that whole thing is that like we really we really don't know any of the other like big tribe things that are happening. With the thirty minute extensions, we have a better idea than I think yeah. we previous previously do. I was gonna say that I think that was a good idea to, because I mean, last season we pretty much only saw Altika for the most part. Yeah. Which got really old really quick. And, like, at least now that they've, like, extended the episode times and we see more camp life, mm-hmm. even though, because they've done that, like, even though Lulu's the one going to tribal every time, we still get other interactions, yeah. which is nice. Yeah, and we have, the problem being is that we see these other other interactions, but then they don't really go anywhere. Yeah, nothing really matters because they're not going to tribal. Yeah, but at the very least, things are bubbling under the surface. And then if something happens, something will happen. Yeah. Well, um, let's talk about the episode itself. Uh, we start the episode, episode three, at Lulu, post-Brandon's vote. We always start these episodes at Lulu. Post-Brandon's vote, uh, Emily is very thankful to the tribe that they did not eliminate her because she knew that she was on the chopping block. Uh, Sabaya says that they couldn't win with Brandon. So we sort of get that get a realization of what her decision making was last episode is that 
She ultimately decided that they couldn't win with Brandon. So she didn't doesn't dislike Emily, uh, just understands that they come from different backgrounds, and gives her back her shot in the dark, which she says that she didn't really have to, but she did it to sort of help uh, her. Emily uh, feels relieved in that and admits that she didn't really need that, but then she sort of puts starts putting two and two together and realizes that Brandon was voted out uh, with only three votes in the game, not four. So she realizes that someone did not vote. She, we don't really see why she comes to this conclusion, but her conclusion is, or at least one of her theories is, that Sabaya didn't vote, and Sabaya yeah. denies it denies that she did not vote or that she, she says actually that she did vote uh and they're all confused because like well there's only three votes why if you voted then that would have been four mm-hmm. but why is she okay here's my thought on this she's not necessarily like actively picking a fight because she's not looking to fight necessarily but like why would you confront you like literally just had this conversation about like oh we're making strides in our relationship and then you single out Sabaya about that. Like, I think Emily's problem is not necessarily a problem of trust. I think that's part of it. I think the bigger issue is knowing when to keep her mouth shut. That You're echoing kind of what Caleb mentioned in his like, interview is that she just she's, she comes back and she starts picking fights. Like, again, and I don't think it's malicious in terms of she's looking to cause drama. No. I think she just doesn't know when to, like, not say something. Like, it could have easily just been, like, did somebody not vote? Yeah. But instead it's, Sabaya, did you not vote? Yeah. It's like, we know that you're putting together and you know who it is. Mm-hmm. But part of the strategy she's lacking is, like, how to, how to, she doesn't have tact when it comes to, to doing things. Like, like, I think- even how you ask that question is, like, Oh, who did somebody not vote? Yeah, give them a chance to admit it. But like, if you know, feel like you know who it is, you don't just like out that person after you've just had a conversation about like making strides in your relationship. It just it just felt like really poor planning on Emily's part and a lack of tact of like she doesn't think it's gonna start a fight necessarily, but like just keep your mouth shut. Yeah, I don't necessarily. I mean, we've said in pre- we've seen in previous interactions with Emily that when sh- she doesn't necessarily think she is the causation of a lot of fights, she's outright said that like, oh, I think I'm being gaslit or whatnot. Like she's made comments like that in the past where it's like she, it 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 comes across like she doesn't quite understand how these fights happen, even though it 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 definitely feels like she is the causation of a lot of these things. It just turns out that, that these always things happen with her. So I I think you're right in that she she lacks the tact she she's tactless, um, but I I do think that she is she is doing a good job of trying to bring it out in the open. She could have she could have, you know, talked to Caleb aside and said who doesn't have a vote, someone didn't have a vote, and try to figure it out something from there. But I like the idea of keeping the open in case other people don't know, like Sean, even though she knows Sean's working with Sabaya. Yeah, um, but I, I appreciate. It. I, I I think that's a decent move. I agree with what you're saying, though, is, like, you don't necessarily have to pinpoint on Sabaya, though. Yeah, but it's also, like, timing, mm-hmm. right? Like... Yeah. Yeah. You just had your butt saved. Like, give it a breath. Yeah. And I, I get your point of, like, putting it out in the open. Like, that's fair. It just... 
I just, I just feel like it wasn't her smartest her smartest move. In her defense, she Sabai is the person she trusts the least. So that I, I can understand why Sabai is her suspect number one. Yeah, I get it. And I'm saying her logic is not flawed in the conclusion that she drew. Emily's logic is almost never flawed. She just doesn't handle Except these arguments. for when she was like, they're lying. Yeah. Um, her logic is not necessarily flawed. It's just how she... Like, her approach. Approached it, yeah. Uh, yeah, so the question here, trust belt or not, and I think, you know, knowing what happens in the end of the episode, uh, this idea of Sabaya not voting, ooh, <laughs> really, really bites in the butt twice. Bite her, bites in the butt here. Yeah. But she could have been honest, and maybe that could have helped her in the end. Yeah, I think it was an opportunity for Sabaya to, like, cement that trust, and she didn't. Yeah, there's an, there's And I think th- Emily knows that. Mm-hmm. She gave she gave Sabaya an exa- an ability to be honest with her and Sabaya outright lied instead. Yeah, which maybe that's what she was going for. Mm-hmm. But if she, but if she was honest here, maybe they wouldn't have flipped on her by the end. And this whole theme of Sabaya not voting, voting at the end of the day is your most powerful tool. By not voting, uh, maybe you'll go home. Yeah. At Bello, uh, we get a shocking moment where Jake collapses after making a fire. Uh, he he's he seemingly too hard. He's seemingly f- fine, but seem what what seemed to happen is that he just took out all the air of his lungs or something, collapsed. He was shaking apparently. Wait, did they call in medical? No, they did not. Call Damn in it! Medical. Oh, oh yeah, because you get points. I would have got so many points. Yes, you're, you're thinking you're, you're taking this a very competitive route. I, I've noticed. Uh, <laughs> well, now yeah. that I know he's okay. Damn it! <laughs> I want the points. Uh, but yeah, so this happens in front of uh, Kendra, uh, and she uh, gets very nervous, and she ends up becoming very protective of him. And now that she's actually talking to Jake, she sort of starts finding an ally. If we recall episode one, Kendra was thinking Jake was the biggest target for her, and now she's like, I'm kind of protective, and I kind of think I have an ally he's like now. A little, a little soft teddy bear. Who, Jake? Yeah. Yes. Which makes me think he's not going to make it very far. <laughs> we'll find out for sure. He, like, he's a, he's a sweet little teddy bear, but, like, hopefully that he's not too much of a sweet little teddy bear. Uh, at Reba, a crab eats their breakfast of three worms. That's pretty much what happens at Reba. Uh, but we get... That's uh, it? That's, well, 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 there's we, a crab. There's a crab that worms. eats their breakfast of uh, three worms. They well, had crabs, but it got eaten by the worms. No, they had worms. They had worms, but it got eaten by the crabs. Correct. Um, and these are not uh, 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 STDs we're talking about. Great. Or I'm, gl- infections. I'm, glad you, I'm glad you got that joke in. Uh, Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> God. Um, but what we also get from Reba is we get some idol hunting with Austin and Drew. Da, 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 idol hunting. So they go, obviously, previously. Pre- previously. Um, uh, Austin told, found this idol, this beware advantage. He lost a vote. It led to this thing of this the, the wordplay stuff. He has to go to a fallen palm tree that made an X. He told Drew about this. So they are going to find that fallen palm tree and start digging. Da, 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 idol hunting. Their um, uh, alliance members, D and Julie, especially D, pick up on like weirdness regarding Austin and Drew. Um, and think that like they've been kind of doing some secret stuff behind their back as an alliance team. Uh, 
So much so that they stumble across Drew actively digging. So much so that he does not see them because their back, his back is turned. Uh, and then they ask him, hey, what's happening? And he just sort of gets up and walks away. And it's this really yeah. awkward moment. And uh, Drew did not play that off very well. And he admitted it too. He's like, I f- screw that up. Uh, but he ends up, what happens is that he Drew ends up, and then Austin continues the lie. Drew ends up telling him that they were digging in that position because they saw Sifu digging in that position. So they admit to digging, but say the reason they're there is because of Sifu. Which, like, okay, the ex- explanation, I think, was very a very good, uh, quick thinking for Drew. Uh, but... His initial reaction just blew that for them. Yeah. D, he D just immediately like, got thought up something and walked off. away. D immediately thought something was off with that lie. It's a great lie. Yeah. Sifu is already if not paired with looking at them and just walking the other way. Yes. If it if if that was gone, I think he could have gotten away with it. Sifu is someone that is already suspicious around camp, especially of D. So it it was a good lie. It just uh, his actions were worse than his yeah. uh, words. Um, we get to the reward challenge. So we start to get to separate rewards and immunity challenges. Um, basically what this is, is that everyone starts in the ocean. They race to the beach. Then they start tossing a ball into the top of this like ramp thing where then they have to cross over this rope maze and then get to the end of it, catch the ball, put in the thing. They then, when everyone has done that, um, and they've gotten all their balls and whatnot, they then pick up the balls, hoop it. Into this basket, hoop raises up. There's a little post there. Throw three rings on top of the post, and you win. What you win is food, which is, as we saw with Reba and Bello, something that people are lacking or seem seemingly need. And the food is like fresh fruit and veggies and all this stuff. Uh, and also a camp raid. The winning team will be able to go to another tribe's uh, camp and raid for whatever items that they may have. Uh, people that also have to sit out here, uh, Jake and Bruce sit out, and then Drew and Jay Maya sit out for Reba. Um, and I don't really have a lot of notes on this reward challenge specifically, um, other than Caleb Balls. Yeah, it was it was too hard to like pay attention to anything other than Caleb just freaking crushing it. Crushing it. He destroyed it, and it, that's huge, because ultimately what happens is Lulu finally gets a win, they get first place, and Caleb 100% led his team to victory. Yeah. I will say also, not I don't want to continue the dunking on Brandon, but he would have been bad at this. <laughs> he would have been so bad at this. Running Listen, through again, the maze. He he should be proud of himself, especially after his first day there, making it to five days, mm-hmm. living out his dream. Of course. And honestly, like, yeah, Survivor was not for him. Yeah. But, like, he should still be proud of the five days that he had there. And you know who Survivor is for? Caleb. Caleb. Caleb nailed okay. it in this challenge. But also, so, with the untying of the keys or whatever, yeah, so- there was, like, other teams had... Like two people on that. Why was the Caleb the only one that was mm-hmm. doing it by himself? Like, was that like a rule mm-hmm. that like you could have two people doing that? I have no idea. And he just chose to do it by himself. Yeah, there was like a two second shot of just like an overhead heli- drone shot of like a uh, Reba and Bello had, had like two help. people on that last platform. Yeah, I don't know what that was, but uh, but Caleb at least it didn't matter because Caleb, Caleb just crushed it. Crushed it. He yeah. he seemingly got was a decent amount of time before everybody else. He nailed the maze. Emily struggled with the maze. 
Uh, I don't remember who else struggled on the other teams, but really Emily was the one struggling the most through the maze out of anybody else. But it didn't really matter because they had such a good lead. Caleb nailed the ball and seemingly nailed all three hoop ring tosses like immediately, and they won. So that's huge win for Lulu. Do you have Caleb on your team? Yes, Caleb is on my team. Um, and Reba gets second place. Um, we then cut away before we find out who Lulu is picking to raid. Hululu? Hululu? Yes. Hululu? Lulu. Fun fact. Uh, Caleb Balls. That means if Caleb Balls, that means Lulu's got live sports. Uh, at the boat, that's a fun little joke. At the boat before the camp raid, uh, Caleb discovers, by the way, Caleb is the one that he, that was chosen to go on the raid. Okay. So quick thing about that. Sure. Their explanation as to why Caleb should go Mm -hmm. is that he is arguably the most social person on there. Yes. That is what Emily, Emily says that he is the most social person. So maybe he can get the most information, which is fine. I guess for, you know, he could probably sweet talk them into into giving him things that they could bring back. But in terms of getting information, yeah. how does that benefit them so much as a, as a tribe mm-hmm. and individuals that they would let the currently most social player go and build stronger connections with people before, with people everybody, before else. everybody else? Like, yeah, he can get the most information. He's also able to cement. Like, wouldn't you send one of one of the other three who needs a chance to become a social player? Like, to get know. information? Yeah. Because, like, you're I get just, what you're saying. It's like you're just sending the well, starter into the All-Star game, like, and hoping that, like, you'll get you know, recruited by from that. You know what I mean? Well, like, I think there's there's also this idea He's though, getting recruited. I, he's I, getting brought up to the big leagues or whatever. I get the impression that they, sort of later in the episode, they kind of talk about how the, the only thing they really could steal was the fishing gear. Mm-hmm. Um, but the problem with that is that the fishing gear doesn't matter. They can fish all they want, but they don't have any fire. Uh, so they can't... Uh, do do anything with that information like okay great we can fish but now we have raw fish that is unprepared and everything Tushy. so I, but it's unprepared you can't that, that's a different animal uh well yeah, it's, it's the same animal it's the same animal i, should, I have my mistake um that's a different beast <laughs> uh uh so so it, at the end of the day it was like it doesn't really matter to them i get the impression that it doesn't really matter what camp they went to or they had to get the fishing gear no matter what but the bigger thing that they were searching for was information. And I think they thought that the person that would have be the best suited to get information is Caleb. Which is a double-edged sword because he will also be able to yeah. schmooze everyone before the merge. Well, I mean, look at the other options. You're not sending Emily. <laughs> That's that would obvious. be hysterical. You could send Sean, but I don't really get the impression that that's a good thing or a bad thing. So maybe there's an idea there. And then there's Sabaya, who could also work. I don't know. Yeah, it just feels like they put so much on this could be good for our tribe. Mm-hmm. But it was obviously like an like unbalanced. It was way more beneficial to Caleb's game than it was to everybody else and them as a tribe. Yeah. It felt like... What's the word I'm 
looking for. I don't know. No, I get what but you're saying. You know, I get what you're saying. Um, so before he gets to the camp raid, uh, he goes to the boat for the raid, uh, and Caleb realizes that he gets an ability uh, to give a goodwill advantage to somebody. Uh, I don't know if this is new to the game. It definitely feels like it. But the goodwill advantage... It's new, at least, to me. So it's new for the last couple seasons. It's a new era new for us. Yeah. Uh, so the goodwill advantage essentially is that if you... Uh, or whoever ha- uses the advantage does not, excuse me, does not have the ability to vote for whatever reason. Then they can use the goodwill advantage and be able to get their vote back. It brings up certain questions uh, that we'll get to later, but uh, I think you know that's a pretty good advantage to have. Be able to still vote without having the power. Um, now, who is it that uh, it was Drew, right? I think that has the advantage of uh, safety without power. Yeah. So he could use the safety. The safety without power that Drew has was <clears throat> that is that he he can leave the the voting. At, he can be there at tribal council, leave uh, tribal council during the voting phase, and he doesn't have a vote. I wonder if he could leave, then use the goodwill advantage to still vote, uh, and then that's mm-hmm. fine. I like. I wonder if that's possible. But there's, no, there because it's, he's not losing his vote. In that he's just leaving. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, well, in a way, he's losing his vote. They're, they're taking away his vote. But yeah. It, we'll find out. I, don't I think, I think these are all specific questions and issues. Uh, but before we get to the, before we put the cart before the horse, uh, we have Caleb going to Reba. They decide to go to Reba. Um, Sifu and Jay Maya perform a song uh, that was very cringeworthy, I got All say. I have written down from this segment is what the. F- what WTF is Sifu on? Yeah, so Sifu, they, they realize that <laughs> Sifu is a musician on? and J. Maya is also a musician. And this seemingly is like the first time Reba's put two and two together because Caleb's like, oh, have you guys harmonized? And they're like, sure. And like, oh, let's hear a little bit of it. Uh, very genuinely trying to break some ice, but it seems like they've never discussed it. Sifu immediately starts doing like a heavy metal riff that J. Maya definitely does not do. Uh, performs and like, she just kind of mimics what he's doing. But like, I mean, hey, she gave it her best shot. Uh, I don't know what you're supposed to do with that, and I think, I think anybody else in her position would have done the exact same thing. Yeah, Sifu <laughs> is Sifu su- is such an interesting character that we've that we've we just need to dive deep he, into Sifu. Like, I feel yes. like that's what I'm missing. He's so one dimensional right now, maybe two dimensional. Well, because but... they just show they just cut away shots to him doing like weird stuff. <laughs> weird. Co- we oh. don't dive deep into like who is Sifu. I punch trees. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, and I think I'm in a heavy metal band. I we guess we need a little bit more Emily drama. We need a little bit more Sifu screen time. Because I think this is more interesting to me. Well, yeah. Well, see, if Reba loses, then maybe that's the thing. Um, so uh, what Caleb says that they end up deciding on is that he is going to take their fishing gear. Uh, but he says that they're going to leave the spear. Uh, so just He's take so the nice about thing. it. He's like, is that okay? Yeah. Uh, we He's were thinking... Tr- Caleb like, is actively trying not to... He's trying to uh, uh, make everyone feel comfortable and nice. And he's not trying to cause any, uh, you know, disdain towards Lulu or him. Cause problems. You guys have nothing. I agree. I cause agree. some problems. Um, I don't know. 
he because he does say that like they had to take the entire set of fishing gear, which I found interesting. I we, think we talked about whether or not they could take flint, which I imagine was a topic broached, and they just said they couldn't yeah. do it. I think I mean it is a good idea that Lulu sent the one person who could raid a camp and like still get a hug from everybody afterwards. Sure, that's like what, yeah. I feel like that's I mean I guess that's why they said they sent him but. it's i mean a good idea i mean knowing what episode next episode is going to be and everyone's switching sides you know caleb potentially has like alliances already set up in, i mean definitely in with Reba. drew at least yeah so we'll see how that goes um so julie is the only one kind of suspect about uh caleb says he's working very hard to win everybody over um caleb meets with everyone individually to sort of get their vibes and everything kind of decide what to do with the goodwill advantage uh drew ends up telling caleb about his advantage that he won on his journey which we said already was a safety without power um and because of that caleb recognizes that drew is a power player and for whatever reason gives him more power yeah he recognizes that drew is a power player on this tribe and decides that's a guy i want on my team which sure um not 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 knowing what's going to happen going forward i think that's a bad idea because at the merge i wouldn't want that guy on my team i would want to get that guy eliminated but he ends up giving drew the goodwill advantage uh and drew uh ultimately then tells that information uh to d and austin and austin's very happy about this because right now he can't vote so potentially he will now be able to vote if the time comes um Moving on to Lulu. They're enjoying their food. They're enjoying their victory. Uh, Sean has this whole thing where he's enjoying Emily's company now. He's really enjoying having her at the tribe. Listen, I have a theory, and I think that this will explain everything. I think Emily was just hangry. That's po- that's plausible. <laughs> Everyone's loving her now. Because she's, she's getting along with everybody now. Sean's like, I actually like talking to Emily. It's like, yeah, I think she was hangry. I know how I feel when I'm hangry. Yeah, she she uh, she just needed Snickers. Um, I think that was her problem. Um, Sabaya talks to Sean about potentially getting rid of Caleb. Uh, because Sabaya is trying to set up herself for post-merge. Uh, Sean questions if it's too early to do that, and she just sort of says, "Well, but he's a big threat. We should we should probably maybe get him out." But he is the one that just won a challenge for you. I fully agree. Fully agree. I get it. Take out. I always think the people let the big players stay too long. Um, you got to take them out while you have limited numbers. Yeah. Because once you get everybody involved, it's like much harder. Um, however, when you're Lulu. And I think we talked about this with like, I think it was like Jonathan, like his tribe had been losing or whatever. And they, or no, maybe they weren't losing, but they needed him because it was like he was the one carrying them for a bit. I was like, you kind of need him. And at the very least, like post merge, it's always smart to have a meat shield. And Caleb is the meat shield. He's, Jonathan is the better example of a meat shield, I think, just like kind of dumb and good at challenges. Uh, but Caleb is incredibly smart, incredibly social player, but also can easily be a meat shield for somebody. He might see that coming, and he might recognize that that's a thing. Um, but at the very least, he is, uh, he is uh, the, you know, Sabaya is considering getting him out now. So much so that they bring in Emily 
Sabaya chooses to bring in Emily and discuss voting out Caleb with her. So this is the first sort of example of like, she has this power. Sabaya is kind of running things on this camp and she needs the numbers because she knows that she can't vote. And Sean's the only one that can vote. And Sean's like, which is fascinating that Sabaya has no power in this game. And Sean is like, who should I vote for? And everyone's listening to her. It's fascinating that no one else realizes that seemingly. Well, Emily realizes. Ultimately, which... she'll realize that. Um, but yeah, so they they are forced to bring in Emily uh, because they want to vote out uh, Caleb. And they need uh, someone to vote for that. So, which is interesting. And Emily is sort of shocked by that, I should say. At Bello, uh, Kendra discusses Jake being cool to the girl squad. Uh, and Katora recognizes like, oh, okay, they're kind of cool on Jake now. Maybe this is my opportunity to throw Bruce under the bus. And she, she kind of does, she does an element. It doesn't necessarily see, we don't necessarily see if that takes or doesn't take. Uh, but at the very least, now that Jake is off the board, Katora's recognizing that and trying to take out Bruce. Um, Kelly talks with Brando, her other Alliance member, about this whole thing. We don't really get a resolution everything. So we get a bunch of new updates of what's happening with Bello, but then uh, nothing really goes from there with them. Actually, is that the last time? Yeah, that's the last time we see Bello the entire episode. So, well, beyond the immunity challenge, of course. Yeah. But that's, <laughs> that's where we get from them, is that Jake passed out earlier. There's now an alliance between Jake and Kendra. And so now we're going to gun for Bruce, and then maybe that's it. <laughs> So, yeah, we'll see what happens there. Uh, at Reba, uh, did you have any thoughts about that? I should ask about uh, Bruce or anything. There's not a lot. I to mean, go from I think it, like it's just it. Uh, I think plant the seed, but I think she planted a uh, a giant seed, not a giant seed. I think a bigger seed than maybe. I don't know. I think uh, this is no. This makes any sense. None of it makes any it sense. It felt uh, inorganic, at least the way that it came across in the episode of like, okay, so Bruce, and they were like, whoa, okay. We just, we're just. They really like We Bruce. just, what? And she was like, Bruce, he sucks. And they were like, ah, this is so out of the blue. Like, it felt like really weird. I don't know. I, I, I do have concerns for Katora that she is going to make. I and I think she recognizes that that she can't push Bruce too hard as a vote because then it might become they're gunning for you, Bruce. We should get out Katora. And also, like if she's putting too much time into throwing Bruce under the bus and not into like furthering her game in other areas, yeah, that would be a concern. I agree. Um, we get to Reba. Austin spills the beans about his idol with Dee and Julie. He sort of opens up. Uh, what's happening. They don't, I don't recognize what happened, but he says that he didn't open up fully. He didn't give them their full honest truth. I don't remember what the difference was in his he stories. He didn't tell them that he doesn't have a vote, I think. I thought he, they said something about like Sifu again. I don't, I don't really recognize what happened there. No. Uh, he said that they are hunting for this idol, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think he told them that he doesn't have a vote. I don't remember, but it doesn't ultimately matter. They end up starting an excavation site at the tree. 
the four of them. Um, they come up with this plan where three of them will dig and then one will go off. Somehow that falls apart because only two are left there digging, Dee and Julie, and they dig up a rope. Uh, well, can we real quick sure. talk about their plan is so that someone will always be babysitting J. Maya and Sifu. Correct. And when they cut back to uh, Dee sitting there at camp with the two of them, and they all look so miserable, and it's the funniest thing. Like, it really legitimately is like she's babysitting them. Yes. Yes. So funny. They all just like staring off into the distance and she looks so miserable. I wonder what uh what Sifu and J Maya would describe as their alliance. <laughs> or uh, you know, I assume either they're working together or like uh, they're working with other quote unquote working with other people, but it's just like We it, haven't gotten pretty much anything from them other than like little one offs of like again, Sifu being like, I punch trees. Yeah. And J Maya's like, I'm good at puzzles. Yeah. We haven't really gotten much of their perspective. Yeah. So who knows? Yeah. we don't know whether there's any alliance anything with them as well. So Dee and Julie find a rope in the dig site. Uh, that rope leads them to a underground or hidden or whatever hammer in the ground. Um, the hammer tells them to uh, smash a rock next to the water well. They end up hiding the uh, rope and hiding everything. Just as they do that, Jay Maya pops up. And they seemingly convince her that, oh, we're just looking for more th- idols and stuff. And J. Maya's like, okay, yeah, great. That's a good idea. Let me join you. And that's that. They get away with it, seemingly. And then they go give the hammer to Austin. Austin, go ahead. You had something? No, I was just, okay. What? I'll, I'll go ahead. Yeah. So Austin then breaks up a, goes to the water well with Drew. They continue to break rocks until they get an idol. Except the idol only works for one tribal council. It's a different sort of tweak here for this idol. It only works for one tribal council. For it to work to the merge, you have to sacrifice one of your votes. And if you want it to work till the usual five people left endgame scenario of the season, then you have to sacrifice two votes. That's uh, scary stuff right there, I gotta, I gotta say. Um, would you, if you were D and Julie, mm-hmm. Julia, Julie? Julie. Would Ma- you Mama J. have given them the hammer? That's a great question, because D even questions whether or not they should have given them the hammer. And her resolution on that was that she wants to make sure they have a loyal team. But at the same time, there is at least some evidence to suggest that Drew and Austin aren't the most loyal to them. They ultimately try to tell them all the information, but they even then they admit that they're they're not giving the whole information. Um, and even like she feels sussed out by them and all these sort of things. I feel like I, I don't know. I don't know. I think it would be hard. I think for them, it was in the moment, so it would have been tough. If I had the moment to think about it, if I don't give them the hammer and solve it myself, then we are just going to end up digging at this tree site forever. Yeah. Until we find nothing. So I so like that doesn't won't go anywhere. So they're they're going to be there. They might then come up with like, what if they found it already and they're not telling us? Mm. And there might you know that ruins your alliance and everything. So I don't really know. I think I may end up giving the hammer to Austin. 
but I, I'm not entirely sure. What, what would you do in that situation? If you know. Would you give the hammer to Austin? I don't know. Or do you give him a rock bottom? Is that something? The hammer? Austin? Stone Cold Steve Austin? Yeah. Uh, uh, rock bottom? At the well? Is, Is there any way that you could not give him the hammer, get the idol, and then go back later and plant a fake idol? I don't know, because you have to break and rock. Yeah, but I'm like, could you... Could you put the rope and everything back, re-undig it, uh, put dirt back on top of the rope, and attach to the end of the hammer, put a fake idol? That's a lot to do, and you know for a fact that they're going to come back at a certain point. And J. Maya showed up immediately. But so also, like, do it. you take the hammer, you go find the rock, right? You take the idol. Yeah. You don't have to rebury the hammer. You just yeah. have to put a new idol. A fake idol. A fake idol. At the end of the rope. At the end of the rock. Or at the end of the rope. You could do the end yeah. of the rope. You could either try to put the rock back together. Yeah. Which I doubt they would have to be no. able to. I doubt that would be possible. Uh, or just like I, I make, think, a, make a mound of dirt, a rock out of clay. I think I think at the end of the day, they just don't have enough time. Like, J. Maya's right there with the rope, so they would have to explain what's happening with that or whatever. Or she leaves and they have to come back to the rope and redo that whole thing. Um, while also knowing that at some point Drew and Austin will come be coming back to them. Yeah, I just think it's a good opportunity to like plant a fake idol, you know? Oh, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Maybe you still do that to try to fool Sifu and J. Maya. No, I think you try to fool Austin. I, I don't him, know. I don't make know. him think he has his vote. Make him think he has an idol. Would he get his vote back? Or if he would, does, if he never finds the idol, if somebody know. else finds it, I think what you should do is just plant a fake idol with the instructions and have Sifu or J Maya find it, and then they end up sacrificing the votes to make sure they have an idol that lasts longer. So then they are not voting. I that's what I would do. I would do that to Austin. No, I, I think I, you're thinking too small. No, I I get what you're thinking, Jesse, but I don't think they have enough time to do that to Austin, knowing that he is also in on this game. Yeah, and he's already coming back, and they're already actively digging at the spot. I don't think you have the ability to to leave, make a fake idol, bring put it back, put it back under the rope, put all this dirt back before Austin comes back to this dig site, and also not tell Drew. I, I simply just don't think they have enough time. I say you just hold on to the hammer. You don't tell him, and then in the but then middle, what do you do with the rope? You got to redig the rope and everything. So you, and they then, don't. They don't know. They don't know about the rope. Just let it keep digging until they find it. You got to come back the next day. All right, all right. Um, so we get moving right along. Moving right along. Immunity challenge. Uh, the immunity challenge seemed like an interesting one. You have to pull a crate. Uh, to underneath this, uh, some keys, you, you know, try to keys on a pole. You're trying to get the keys off the pole. Uh, to do that, you unlock, then unlocks two giant puzzle pieces. You put that on your cart. You go on, you do that again. You go along. You then have to get your cart and puzzle pieces through a little slit in a, in a, in a gate, um, which involves deconstructing your cart. Um, once you do that, once you deconstruct your cart, move, build it up again, you then bring it over to the actual big puzzle. 
you take out your puzzle pieces, match them up with all the other pu- big puzzle pieces, and uh, one person's the caller, and three other people are built picking up these big heavy blocks to put together a massive cube puzzle. Did you get all that? Did you get all that, honey? Um, so the immunity challenge begins. Reba and Bello at our early lead. Uh, Sean, who is the key getter for Lulu, has trouble getting the key. And uh, sort of Sabaya tells him to change his strategy as he's doing it. Um, which, you know, whether that works or doesn't, who knows? Because it did cause some issues for them. But, you know, they ended up getting the B.O. fine. Uh, Bello ultimately crushes in the cart challenge. Um uh, by getting, you know, completely deconstructing their cart uh, and getting it through real easily. Lulu, I think, also does a really good job of they deconstruct their cart and they put the largest, car- like, actual cart uh, platform, I guess you can say, through the section first, moving it out of the way and getting all the other stuff is. Because Reba doesn't do that and they just sort of deconstruct everything, shove it through the door. Uh, and then just create a traffic jam of pieces. Yeah, they get at stuck the on end. all the pieces that are on the other side. And so what ends up happening is Bello's able to get across first, then Lulu catches up, and Reba's third. Um, so that kind of hurts Reba there. But then we get to the puzzles. We find out if Lulu can do a puzzle without Brandon. Um, and Jay, Maya, Emily, and someone else. Kendra, I think it was, maybe? Yes, Kendra were the callers to the puzzle people. Um, uh, Bellows Bruce sort of gets aggressive in telling people to move out of the way so he can do his job, which is interesting. Uh, Reba just feels like very good at putting this puzzle together. They do a very good job. Lulu uh, just kind of like slowing down. Couture, uh, Sabaya starts getting upset with other people and frustrated at Caleb. Um and ultimately what ends up happening we get some very emotional music it was so sad it was like you know the the maybe final battle of the second movie or whatever yes where everyone is is, dying it was the all is lost it really is it's so sad like i think perhaps to the editing team yeah like that was that was perfect. It was so sad. Reba ends up getting the win, and Bello gets second, which means Lulu loses again. Uh, yeah. It was very emotional music. It was, uh, and very stress. like just keeps cutting back to Emily. Yep. Just like realizing that she's all lost. is lost. Yeah, yeah. Like it's, it's just with the the editing in that 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 part was so good. It was just so good. It was it was ultimately the final nail of the Lulu coffin. Like, they had a good comeback in the reward challenge, but they just needed the immunity. And because of puzzle-making skills, it just never happened for yeah, them. Yeah, it just feels like uh, no one on their team is good at puzzles. Seemingly, that's true. Um, so, back at Lulu, Sabaya comes up with this plan. She wants to vote Caleb and also fool Caleb. Because, of course, they are secretly are working together, but she wants to secretly vote him out. So, what she says to Caleb is that we're voting out Emily. And Caleb's like, yes, we're going to vote out Emily. And she's like, what do I tell Emily? And and she says, just tell Emily uh, that you were voting for me. And then when Emily asks me, I'm going to tell her I'm voting for Caleb, which is ultimately Sabaya's plan. A fantastic strategic move. She is telling Caleb the truth. She is telling Caleb her plan of, I'm going to tell Emily I'm voting for you. <laughs> because yeah. that's the truth. And then you tell Emily you're voting for for me, which ends up 
being a, both of those end up being a conversation with Emily and Caleb. Yeah. And it's like, well, what's true, what's not? Uh, she Sabaya comes of this plan as well, which she's she wants her idol, she wants the ability to vote again. So what she's planning on doing is that she's going to get to the tribal council, throw her um, wax candle figure thing into the fire at tribal council, and just melt it that this way. What I've been saying since she found it. Smart move. It's a smart idea. Bring it to tribal, throw it in the fire, and she she will ultimately do that, but. She also tells Emily about her idol. I think this is sort of uh, Sabaya's version of the shot in the dark. I think that's kind of what's happening here. Um, so she ultimately uh, works with Emily here. Emily immediately goes to Caleb and t- plays it strong to Caleb of, they are, they are not voting me, they are voting you. 100%. I know for a fact that they are going to vote for you. Again, in Caleb's mind, he thinks, of course, Emily is telling me this. That's what Sabaya told her to say. Yeah. And I feel like maybe they didn't show it. I feel like maybe Emily was like, no, when you were at Reba, this is what they were talking about doing. Yeah. Like that would have probably been like a way to further convince him that yeah. it's actually true. And maybe, she, maybe she did because it seems like he believed her. He's ultimately unsure going into the tribal council. Uh, that you know because he's like either emily's telling me the truth or that they're actually going to vote for me or she's just telling me the lie that sabaya is doing so that we can vote at emily i don't know where to stand on this do we vote at emily someone that i have good loyalty with good trust built up with who is uh who is becoming a better player yada 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 who you know could be useful going down the line or do i vote out sabaya uh, which he does say Sabaya's a good player, so maybe I should vote her out now, but we've been working s- since the beginning, and that, you know, I that's yeah. a loyal, I want to be loyal to that as well. Well, you know, it was a good feeling for for Emily and for Caleb when Jeff started reading the votes and Caleb's name was written down. Yeah. That, like... It proves, it proves Emily Emily's right. name did not come up. So we get to Tribal Council. Sabaya puts her idol directly into the fire, uh, she comes clean in the moment about not having a vote, which then proves Emily more correct that she was right. Uh, she just straight up lied about it. Uh, they talk about how Emily feels like an outsider still. Um, they're really separating Emily from the rest of the pack. Uh, Sabaya successfully melts her tea wax to get a scroll, um, and she reads it out as she goes to vote because that's when it's cooled down from the fire. And also, you're not in front of everybody. Exactly. The What it reads is the exact same thing it reads when... It's the exact same idol that Austin gets. She it, The I, idol only works at one tribal council. She can sacrifice a vote for it to work till the merge, or she can sacrifice two votes for it to work to the uh, uh, endgame of, of Survivor. So, she ultimately decided not to vote. Which, I mean... Why wouldn't you? Yes, fully agree. In her position, fully you sacrifice that vote. Yeah. Because ultimately, then it's useless. Yeah. I worked. I worked this hard to get to it. I want to keep it. Yeah. Um. So she ultimately decides not to vote, and the rating goes down as Caleb gets one vote and Sabaya gets two votes. Sabaya is now eliminated from Survivor. Eliminated. Perfect. Do you have any thoughts about Sabaya uh, going home? Do you think she played a good game? Do you think she what 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 went wrong in Sabaya's game here? 
Is it getting the getting the beware advantage? I don't even know if getting the beware advantage is. I think playing a game of like I have all the power when you have not had a vote is really ballsy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think going gunning too early for post merge at this point yeah. is also ballsy. And I think. Because it, 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 it expresses this idea of safety without, like, you're not at the merge yet. Right. Uh, and again, Sabaya has not had a vote since, what, the first tribal council? Uh, first or second. I think the second. Um, yeah, it's really ballsy to, like, play this game of I have control. Which I get, like, because if you can't actually vote you need to put yourself in the position that others are like looking to you. Yeah. But I think I think that went to her head a little bit of like I can now do anything. Yeah. And I think she had a great plan of going for Caleb maybe too early. But I think she underestimated Emily. I think she underestimated Emily. She thinks yeah. Emily doesn't have an alliance and that Emily will still do anything, which is fair. It's a fair belief, but like, I, I don't know. I think she just underestimated Emily. Yeah, I think Emily did good strategy here, pres- presumably. We didn't see it, but I really wonder if Emily thought about, like, well, she doesn't. She So she kind of puts it together. She's under this theory that Sabaya doesn't have a vote. She then finds out that she has a sort of idle uh, gimmick. Um, and so she's probably saying, thinking to herself, that's more evidence that she doesn't have a vote. So she lied to me earlier. Plus she's about to have an idol. Um, and once she gets the idol, she will have the ability to vote again, seemingly. Yeah. Um, based off of her previous knowledge of previous seasons. So in some ways like that, if she, if Emily puts that all together, she might be like, that's a good person to vote out. A person that is a, that is weak, legitimately weak powerfully social uh in this game powerfully strategic in this game but is ultimately weak in voting power and uh and doesn't have an idol yet before she gets an idol we should vote her out right i think also a good strategy for emily of like going into the merge yes caleb is a threat but caleb also is willing to work with you now versus sabaya who's clearly going to poison people against you yeah um like this is the point. time to take her out yeah. because you can have a fresh start with Caleb and Sean and go into the merge. If it's just the three of you mm-hmm. go into the merge that way. Like, I think it was a good move for Emily to tell Caleb. Do you think it was a bad idea for Sabaya to tell Emily about her idol? If Sabaya, what would have happened if she didn't, she would, Emily would, have a suspicion that Sabaya wouldn't have a vote or someone doesn't have a vote, but she wouldn't have more evidence to suggest that such a thing. I don't think, I think it was a bad idea. Okay. Cause like, I don't think that it really cemented the trust. It didn't. It really didn't do anything for Sabaya to show her that. But it also doesn't ultimately matter. Cause Sabaya was going to do the idol thing at tribal council anyways. So maybe that's not a, maybe it didn't matter at all. Yeah. She was, she was going to find out no matter what. But it, she was going to find out no matter what. But maybe she thought maybe at that point when she realized that that Sabaya doesn't have actually a vote, 
she found the opportunity to get rid of Sabaya. If Sabaya, if she thought maybe she doesn't have a vote, I don't know what's happening, and she went with Sabaya anyways and thought maybe it's just a 3-1 on Caleb, maybe she would have gone with that. Um, but she doesn't trust Sabaya, so why not keep the person that you trust? Yeah. That you know that you can vote out Sabaya in this instance. And that won't throw you under the bus as yeah. soon as the merge comes. Seemingly. Seemingly, yeah. Um... But yeah, I think ultimately she's she in any other tribe she could have been a better player. I think she just got stuck with the Lulu losers, um, and they just constantly lost. Was she the best player on the team? Not necessarily, but uh, she was a really good social player and was able to be very social despite having really no power um, in the game. And I think you know we talk about that a lot. You know, you and I about how like I think people don't quite realize like the social dynamics of stuff is like Sabaya fully weak, like arguably one of the weaker people in the game because she has no voting power. She has to work harder to be social to the stuff. Well, I, but I also give her some credit that like she put herself in a position of having power despite having completely agree. Oh yeah. No, that's a fantastic move. She's a fantastic. I think it just went on. Like, I think the problem is that it wouldn't have come back to bite her so quickly if Lulu wasn't dwindling so fast. Correct. Correct. I think she could have... If, that, if they won, she would have lasted to the merge. Maybe. Right. I think so, too. Um, but that's it for Sabaya. That's also it for you on her <laughs> team, on your team. She's She was on your team. She's now been eliminated from the episode. We'll talk about points in a moment. But before we get to anything else, I want to cross off Sabaya. <laughs> before we get to anything else, I want to talk about that preview because that was interesting. Uh, so we it's find out that we're going to um, everyone has to drop their buffs and we are sort of flipping around the tribes. It doesn't seem like this is the proper merge, but rather this seems like they are just sort of reshuffling the deck of who's left uh, on the episodes. They seemingly still, I'm going to guess, still want three tribe members because the colors are still around. Uh, Lulu's yellow is still being worn by people post this whatever tribe swap is. I think tribe swap is actually what they call it. Um, So I think what ultimately happens is this is just a reshuffling on the deck. Um, It's an evening out of the tribes. The only people I notice specifically... In terms of having different color um, um, items, backpacks or the uh, the, the uh, uh, buffs, um, are Bruce, Jack, and Sifu, who has a yellow backpack. All three of them seemingly get moved to Lulu. So I wonder if it's like re-appropriating people and like moving them to different beaches yes unless sifu's going through somebody's bag but at the very least he's he's around a yellow bag but sorry you go ahead i I apologize that's it okay well perfect so let's say are we going to do you think we'll have a full top down reshuffling of the decks or is it just we're moving bruce jack maybe sifu over to lulu and they have to now work with Caleb, Emily. I don't know because then that tribe has six people, and then yeah, so everyone has six. Lulu has three. You can move two people over from from each tribe, and then everyone has five. But if... no, because then Lulu would have seven. No one. If you move, if you move two one... from each tribe, sorry, one person from each tribe is what I meant to say. 
If you move one person from Rebo, one person from from uh, Bello, bring them over to Lulu. Lulu is now three plus one plus one is five. Everyone else goes from six minus one to five. Yeah, but then that's like a huge disadvantage for those two players. Yeah. And not for everybody else. Yeah. So I think the fair the thing that they would probably do that's the fairest thing is probably just either reshuffle people or bring two people to Lulu, but then everyone's beaches are changing. Uh, ultimately, it's, I think what's happening is that they're doing a full top-down reshuffle. If we saw Bruce and Jack, two people from Bello, both on Lulu now. Yeah, he told everyone to drop their buffs. Um, which is a great point as well. Sifu, who knows? But at the very least, Bruce and Jack are now seemingly on Lulu. We'll find out what's happening with everybody else. Um, but that's huge. That's a massive thing. That's a massive tribe swap before we get to the merge. I would assume that at that point... We are going down to three tribes of five. Um, what do you mean going down to three tribes? There are there are only three tribes. Yes, but not a five. There are two tribes of six, one tribe of three. Oh. So we are going to go up and down to three tribes of five. Um, and then we'll see what that looks like. Um, who stays, who moves tribes. It's going to be basically a, re- a reboot of the season for Survivor, I guess, uh, as we continue to move on. Um... Any other thoughts about this episode? Perfect. You thought it was poo-poo, <laughs> I guess. Um, no, it was fine. It was fine. I think uh, good move for Emily. I'm tired of Lulu. Uh, I need more Sifu. I can't believe you're saying I need more Sifu. Um, I want to know. I want to know what's going on with this man. I want to know. Let's talk about MVPs. Uh, for me... I only got two options. Two options? Two options for me. You got two options. Would you like to know those two options? Sure. I am sort of between Emily and Caleb. I mean, I am too. Caleb carried the team on that challenge. Emily pulled a blindside on Sabaya. And convinced Caleb to to yeah. not work with Sabaya there. Convinced Caleb to not work with Sabaya there. Yeah. That's, that is, that's a pretty big move. She... You can maybe blame her for the puzzle part at the end, but I also... I don't f- think you can fully blame Emily for the puzzle part. Yeah, they hurt... That Lulu team also was, like, slowing down severely at that point, so who the heck knows? Um, Caleb really dominated and got them the reward and the, re- and the reward, but again, he also didn't necessarily seemingly helped enough with the immunity challenge, so there's pros and cons there. Yeah. Um, he was the one that also helped in doing the blind side, but ultimately, as you said, Emily's, I would give really the, the force behind it in Emily, um, by successfully convincing Caleb. So I'm sort of in between the two. Now, do you have your pick in your head of who you want to do MVP with? Jess? She's thinking. Yeah. So much being, you gotta, if you're thinking, you gotta vocalize his thoughts. Uh, this is a podcast. Why? Because it's a podcast. There's so much dead air. I'm not good at vocalizing my thoughts. Well, that's what this podcast is about. You gotta Me vo- not being good at vocalizing my thoughts. It's, <laughs> it's exactly what it's about. So, therefore, is. I don't need to vocalize my thoughts because that's what Dang the, the podcast is about. Dang it. <laughs> uh, do you have any ideas on what's your, what are your thoughts on MVPs? <sighs> I have thoughts, and they are as follows uh, I am currently having thoughts. That it might be either Caleb or Emily. I think Emily, listen, Emily 
Emily. <laughs> oh, you're so bad at this. What happened? Okay. You're uh, falling apart. I am falling apart. Um, I think that, honestly, I'm leaning towards Caleb in the sense that, yes, he didn't initiate necessarily the blind side on Sabaya, but, you know, he became a major part of that. And the fact that he literally carried the team to get them a reward. Like, yeah. that, it crushed it. Freaking, freaking crushed it. And seemingly, he also made additional alliances over at yeah, what will no longer too. become Reba. Uh, again, the only person that could go over there, raid their camp, and leave with a hug from everybody. Yes, and seemingly only gives one person sus- suspect vibes in Julie. Yeah. Uh, that That's certainly interesting. Um, maybe there's an argument. If there's a dark horse argument for MVP, maybe like a Drew. Uh, for getting the goodwill advantage, maybe like D and Julie for finding the hammer and stuff. Maybe Austin. Yeah, for finding I mean, I feel idol. like everyone did great stuff this episode, but I think there's one clear winner. All right, well, let's uh, say it on three: one, two, three. It. Caleb, what'd you say? You said say it on three. <laughs> <laughs> and this, folks, is why he's marrying me. So I'm gonna pull. The- <laughs> Pull the curtain here. We gotta go places and do other things. And Jesse's purposely dragging out this podcast, and she wants to go somewhere after this and work on some stuff after this. Jesse, I'm being in the moment. I'm being in the moment. I'm having to. I'm having fun. I'm being in the moment. You told me say it on three. My God. Who? Tell me who you are going to vote as your MVP on three. One, two, three. Caleb. Caleb. Perfect. Thank God. <laughs> I was going to do a second bit where I just I know. repeated. You Tell about, me. I know you were going to do that. I know for a fact you were going to do that. <laughs> oh, my God. But the logic didn't work as perfectly there because you kind of phrased it better. Well, well that uh, helps. So, of course, because we both said Caleb, he both gets five points of MVP points. You only get f- you get five. I give him five, you give him five. No. So he gives a total of ten. That's not what we agreed on. That's what we agreed it on. It was you get one point. No. Yeah. This is how we did it last time. Read it back. You get one point. <laughs> it was point a podcast. I can't read for, it. Or one point for each MVP and then a total of five if we both vote for the same person. Are you positive? No. But it was not five points each. And a total of how many did you give last time for you voting for my person? I don't remember. Exactly. <laughs> I think it was fine. But you got to make sure that it was there's a it's a chart. You added them in. You you would know. I added them and then deleted them. So I don't really know. I don't know what the answer was. We should have an MVP slot where I, we put in the I MVP points. I don't have it. I didn't make this chart. I don't know. I w- I wouldn't use numbers. Well, so what's the difference? Okay, episode last episode. Yeah, this, I forgot to update episode two. We'll figure this out, folks, but I'm pretty sure I gave, uh, mm. who who did you say? Katora or Drew? I think you maybe said Drew or something. I think I said, I don't know. Listen back. Listen back. I mean, we can do some quick math to figure it out, too, because uh, it's just this episode's numbers. It's the, your total minus episode three numbers minus episode two numbers and then whatever episode one is that I figured out myself. Um, and that's, that's, that's how we would figure that out. Yeah. Well, 
Because you've got, what, 69 and 70? Those yeah. are your two points? You're, so point-wise, we're figuring this out live, folks. Well, let's just figure it out after this episode. No, I'm already on top of it. So you had would have had 40 from your squad on episode one, or 35 or 39. I texted what? you. Wait, I texted you what your what your things were. You. I did. We're figuring this out, folks. I texted you with the results. I'm pretty sure I did. I'm pretty sure I did. I'm pretty sure you didn't because that was with the old one that you used, not the new one. No, I t- I said you that we're changing it, and I got the new ideas, and then you said you were upset because I got a bunch of points because I lost someone. Remember? Yeah. Oh my God, we text so much. Well, we are fianced, so our updated scores now. F- 54 to 35. Okay, so we did get five so points. So you had 35, so then, yes, so then whoever was would have gotten five points. So yeah, five points is consistent, 10 Fine. points for Kayla. Ha-ha! Now what are our totals at? All right, so episode three, you on your squad, Drew got 16 points, Jake and Jay Maya both got 11 points, Katora got six points, and Sabaya got 25 points, the most out of anybody, but again, it was her last one. She was voted off. I would have gotten more points if Jake would have gone to medical. <laughs> just so upset about a guy. Stop being, being a tough alive. guy. No, I'm glad he's he's fine. He just should have gone to medical. So that means you have da- now that Sabaya is voted out, you are down to only four people. So are you, Katora, Jake, Drew, and Jay Maya. And honestly, right now, the biggest money makers right now are Drew. Uh, Jay Maya is not really doing anything on screen. Jake isn't kind. He's kind of done stuff on screen. Uh, and Katora is also also in the Jake camp a little bit. Um, she's not really a power broker like Drew is in a weird way. Uh, but he has two people. We have to remember that. Um, Brando got me six points. So did Kelly. Uh, Julie got me 11 points. And Caleb got 11 plus the 10 MVP points. So 21 points. That makes it that your point episode, your point totals for episode three are 69 points. And mine are 44, bringing our grand totals to me, Ryan, having 132, and Jesse having 179. Woo! So that is a difference of 47 points between you and I. You are crushing me, but now you're down a person. And Sabaya did get me the most points, I think. Oh, yeah. How many did she get you last episode? Uh, 16, and Drew got me 21. So. Yeah. So she Drew was a... and Sabaya are my point getters. Yes, and you just lost a big one. Yeah. So, so assuming Drew has a bad episode, we'll see how this all pans out with these new squads. You know, so, which is very interesting. A lot of these people are like, these people, some of these people may become power brokers in these different dynamics of, of tribes. So we may see. I think Katsura will probably bond with people who are annoyed by bruce so yeah she can tie into that she can tie into that um jake will will be seemingly with bruce so that could be fine um it just comes down if katora is on the same tribe as bruce i think caleb has uh potential to if if especially post-merge but if he swaps tribes abandon emily in a way of like getting too close with drew and like assuming they're on the same tribe yeah yeah I think Caleb can be a power broker easily. We've already seen that. I think Kelly could. She's she has some potential. Julie, no, I don't think I don't no. think she's a power broker. I think Julie's probably going to play into the uh, suspect of Caleb. Yes, I think they're kind they of may, the same they way may be, kind of a suspect of Bruce. They may be planting seeds for that. Uh, and then Brando, kind of in Kelly, not really a power broker, but maybe maybe he can 
do that. Katora, I think it's possible. Jake, I don't know, but I don't think so. Drew, 100%. Uh, and then Jay Maya, I don't get any impressions on her right now. Uh, yeah. The big power broker. I'm hoping right now. she's the quiet one that slips through and then becomes the, the like, you know. The gabler. True player. Sure. Sure, sure, sure. You know what I mean? I, I think Jay Maya has potential to be third place. It just kind of sneaks through hey, all the way. That's in. top three. That's top three. Gets you a bunch of points. Yeah. Um. Yeah, no. Uh. So I, I think right now the biggest players in the game, especially with Sabaya out, are Caleb and Drew. Austin's maybe a third place there. Um. Bello, I don't think Bello has any top five, maybe. Um, no. Kelly and Katora, like the only ones that are like maybe actively doing stuff. Bruce is actively doing stuff, but it isn't, it's working and also not. Um, yeah. and a new tribe that might annoy a bunch of people. So I'm fascinated with what next episode is going to look like, folks, and I am very excited about it. Um, all right, uh, that is it for us so far. Jesse, plugs, what have you been enjoying this past week or what have you been doing or watching or whatever that you want people to check out? I was just watching Psych. You have been watching Psych. I was Psych. watching Psych. Uh, watch some Psych. Tell us your favorite episode or your favorite quote. And uh, tell Ryan in the email that painting stripes in the bathroom is going to work. I don't think you're necessarily wrong. I just have concerns. I just have some concerns. We have a we have a bathroom with with uh, about like chest high tiles tiling done on the walls, um, and then she wants to paint the rest of the walls that are untiled a vertical white and blue stripes, sort of like a thick stripe. Um, I I'm just concerned about the shapes. I feel like that's too much shapes. But I don't know. Maybe you're right. Maybe one wall? Maybe one wall? What if wall? I do it, and if you hate it, I'll paint over it? I mean, yeah. that That's what you're going to have to end up doing anyways. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, anything else? Email us, scurvivorseries at gmail.com. Jesse, what's that uh, What's that uh, song for the email? I forget it every time. Every time. S. Was it S-C-U-R-V-I-V-O-R? S-C- it's bad. It feels so corporate retreat. It is. S-C- and I don't want to do it. I hate audience participation. S-C-V-R-V-I-V-O-R. You also spelled it wrong. You spelled it wrong. Survivor Series. All right. Don't make fun of me. Survivor Series at gmail.com. That is the place to email your thoughts and questions and how much are you enjoying the season i would love to know um that's it for this week's episode of survivor series make sure you subscribe to the podcast if this is your first time listening and we'll catch you next week for all brand new episode of survivor series with a brand new episode of survivor goodbye everybody bye